here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. All right, now it's time for the word. Uh, we've been we, we, we doing a series. Now remember this morning, we taught this morning on uh, the second volume, which is part seven. Right now we're on part eight. Uh, looking for that blessed hope. Uh, but we are not naming our teaching looking for that blessed hope. That's our series. So when we read Titus, that's our series. But we are talking about the kingdom today. Remember, if you're looking for the blessed hope, you're also looking for the kingdom. People don't think Jesus Christ has come yet. Let, let me continue to say this over and over and over. My responsibility as your pastor, as to the body of Christ out there. Good morning, body of Christ. Good morning, door of faith. Good morning, all those birthdays out there this morning, anniversaries. All right, don't want to forget that. Good morning, my mothers. I got a lot of mothers watching me out there this morning. Uh, good morning to our church mothers. Thank God for you. All right, also our church dads. Don't want to forget that. All right, we want to thank God for you. Won't be long. Uh, we'll be able to worship together again. All right, but I want to talk about today uh, this second volume part eight. This morning we did part seven. Or you may say volume two, part two, but we're going to look at part six and part seven. I mean part seven, part eight. Part eight now. We're going we gonna to talk about this, the kingdom of God. But we're going to ask you a question. Are you looking for the kingdom of God? That's the question. Are you looking for the kingdom of God? Because if you're looking for that blessed hope, you're also looking for the kingdom of God. Because when the blessed hope comes, he's coming in his kingdom. No, that is in our past. And that's why I want to show you. Now, my responsibility, once again, is to give you the knowledge of the word. My job is not to give you the understanding. That's the Holy Ghost's job. But I can tell you how the Holy Ghost works. The Father gave you wisdom. My job is to give you, he gives you the knowledge through me, as your pastor teacher. But if you reject the knowledge, then the Holy Ghost can't give you understanding. I want to make sure you understand how this works. All right? You have the Father ministry, the Son ministry, and the Holy Ghost ministry. All right? The Father is the one who gave us his Son. But if you don't believe on his Son, the Holy Ghost can't give you eternal life. See, it's, it's, they work together, just like the knowledge of God's Word. God used me to give you the knowledge of his Word. If you reject the knowledge of his Word, how are you going to get understanding? And that's why Proverbs 4, 7 said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get understanding. Well, you can't get understanding without the Holy Ghost. You can't get understanding unless you receive the knowledge. So I will say to you today is my responsibility to receive the knowledge I'm giving you. I'm giving you the scriptures. I'm giving you the knowledge of God's word. God will give you the understanding if you receive the knowledge. Okay. Now, let's move on. Now, Israel... They rejected the knowledge of God. That's what they did. That's why they never got to understand of God's word. They rejected the knowledge. Don't you make the same mistake. All right. Don't just take for granted you know. Look at the scriptures again. Make sure your salvation. All right. Now, my whole point is, are you looking for the kingdom of God? All right. Now, let's go and show you that. Now, this morning... I'm not going to be able to do all this. Let's go back to the Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, and we're going to go down to the end of that chapter because I'm not going to be able to read all that. Uh, Luke 12, I'll tell you where I'm going to be at just a moment. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 12, we're not going to read all that like we did this morning. Get this morning tape. I just want to give you my subject. Luke 12 and verse 31 and 32. Luke 12, 31 and 32. I'm just going to do two verses. Get this morning tape. I read the whole thing. Luke chapter 12, verse 31 says, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, 
and all these things shall be added to you. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Look what else Luke says. Fear not, little flock. He was talking to the church of God, his followers of that day. It is your father, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the king. Let me show you another one there. We're in Luke 22. Go over to Luke 22, 29. I'm sorry. Go over to Luke 22, 29. Let me show you something else he said to them. Luke chapter 22 and verse 29. Luke chapter 22 and verse 29. Matter of fact, let's start verse 28. Luke 22, 28. We're in the King James, the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 22 and verse number 28. We're just going to read those three verses, 28, 29, and 30. Watch what the Lord says uh, to his disciples. He says, you, you are they which have continued with me in my temptations. He's talking to the disciples. He said, I'll point to you a kingdom. I appoint to you a kingdom as my Father has appointed me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And watch what else he said to them. And sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now you got to hear this real good, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now you got to be able to understand in the word, well, if you receive the knowledge, you receive the understanding. Got to do both. Israel does not have 12 tribes today. They probably have enough to maybe make up one or two tribes and not a put down, but a tribe usually run you half a million people. All right? Now, let's take another scripture to go with that. He told his disciples they will sit on 12 thrones, on thrones, I'm sorry, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. All right? Now, Let's show you something else. I already gave you Luke chapter 12 and verse number 32. Now remember that verse. It says, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Then he says, I appointed you a kingdom. As my father has appointed you. And you will sit on that, on that throne, judging, this is what it says, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. All right, now that's what they're going to be doing. Let's go to Matthew 19, 28. Let's show you one more. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 28. Going to try to cover a lot of stuff we didn't cover this morning. Matthew 19 and verse number 28. We're going to start verse 27, shall we? Matthew 19, 27, because they are asking Jesus what we're going to receive. So Matthew 19, 27 said, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? I mean, we've forsaken everything and followed you, Lord. Jesus said to him, Verily I say to you that you shall, you which have followed me, watch, watch the time. They are now in the old covenant. But the new covenant is called the regeneration. Now, you got to really hear what he's saying because you cannot be regenerated in the old covenant. Nobody can receive the spirit in the old covenant being born again. To be born of the spirit is regeneration. All right, but watch what he said to them. You who have, verse 27, you who have forsaken all and followed me, what shall you receive therefore? He said, Jesus says, in the regeneration, you which have followed me in the regeneration, the time of the new birth, talking about the, the dispensation of grace, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, in the regeneration now, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you shall also sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, you, you, you think it happened yet? But watch what he's going to say. And every one of you has said, or every one of you that have forsaken houses and brothers and sisters. Now this was 
before the cross. Make sure you understand that Jesus talked to them before the cross. So he says, and every one of you that forsaken houses and brothers and sisters and fathers and mother and wife and children on land for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Well, they couldn't get eternal life because Jesus hadn't gave his life yet. So it had to be after the death on the cross. You would agree on that. Okay. Now, he says in the regeneration. That's after his death being resurrection. All right. Now, let me show you uh, the new birth, the regeneration. Go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. We're teaching out of Titus. Let's go back to Titus. Titus talks about the regeneration. See, regeneration is talking about the, the dispensation of grace when a man is born of the Spirit. The book of Titus chapter number 3. And we're going to look at Titus chapter 3 and verse 3. Titus 3 and 3. Here we go. For we ourselves also were sometime foolish. Paul is talking to Titus. We were foolish. We were disobedient. We were deceived. We served in divers lusts and pleasure, living in malice and envy and hate, hateful and hating one another. That's what you got to say. But after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, after you got born of the Spirit, not by works of righteousness. Now remember that word, not by works of righteousness. Watch what it says. Which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. According to his mercy, he saved us. How did he do it? By the washing of regeneration. That's the new birth. And renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being now justified by his grace, we should now be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Justified by grace. All right. Now let's go back because when, when Paul taught this, he showed you two, three different areas. Let's go to Mark 10, 28. Let's show you these now. You and, Matt, you and Mark, go back to the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 10 and verse number 28. We're going to read the same thing from, from the Gospel of St. Matthew 19, 28. We're going to read it now in Mark. 10.28, the same thing that Peter's asked the question, what shall we receive? Now, remember, my thought came all the way back is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Don't forget that. Now, here we go. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Mark, I'm sorry, the gospel of St. Mark, chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say to you, there is no man that hath left house, brother, sister, father, mother, wife, children, land, for my sake and the gospel. Talking about the gospel of the kingdom. But he shall receive, watch this, a hundredfold. When, when Jesus? In this time. He's talking about before the dispensation of grace, in this time. Now, if you was back there with Jesus Christ, he hadn't died on the cross yet. Grace and truth had not come yet. So he was still under the law in this time. Houses, everything natural. Houses, children, brothers, sisters, mothers, lands, persecution. But then it said, and in the world to come, talking about the dispensation of grace, that were at their age, in the age to come, the dispensation of grace, eternal life. See, you couldn't get eternal life until you got in the dispensation of grace. You do know that, right? So that's why they were looking for their blessed hope, because they rejected eternal life in Christ. You know, they could have received the cross. They could have received the cross and receive eternal life. See, that's all they had to do. Jesus came, died, buried, and raised again from the dead. They rejected that. Now they had to wait 
until the Lord come 40 years later before they get eternal life. All right? Now, that was the one I showed you in the Gospel of St. Mark. See, you have these in, in all three chapters. You got it in Matthew. Look at Luke 18, 31. Luke 18, 31. This is the last one. Let me show you another one. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 18, verse 31, you see this same thing. They forsook all. What shall, what shall we receive? We, fors we, res we forsook all, followed you. So they want to know what they're going to receive. One place they asked who's going to be the greatest. <laughs> These guys were serious. Luke chapter 18, verse 31. Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written in the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. But he shall be delivered. Now he's talking to these guys, and, and they want to know what's going on. Matter of fact, let, let me uh, back up to verse number 28. I'm too far down. Luke 18, 28. Let's start back there. There we go. Then Peter said, Lo, we have, followed, we have left all and followed thee. He said to them, Verily I say to you, there is no man that have left house, parents, brothers, wife, children, for the kingdom of God's sake. For the kingdom of God's sake. Then he says, who shall receive manifold more in this present time, remember you before the cross, and in the world to come, in the dispensation of grace, in the age to come, the dispensation of grace, life everlasting. Well, see, life everlasting could not be given them until after the cross because Christ had not given his life. But they had rejected Christ, so they still couldn't get eternal life. So they had to wait until the, the Lord returned, which would have been what they talk about was A.D. 40. I'm sorry, A.D. 70, when the Lord will return. All right? And then they will get their crown, or we will get the crown of life, what they called it at that time. All right. Now, let's... Uh, Go back to why you're in Luke. Look at Luke 17. Back up to Luke 17, and let's go to verse 20. We went over there this morning that Matthew 6 and 10, Jesus told them to pray thy kingdom come. Matthew 6 and 10. Pray thy kingdom come. Now we're in Luke 17, and now the Pharisees are asking Jesus about the kingdom again. Now watch what he's he going to say. In Luke 17 and verse 20, they're asking Jesus about the kingdom. And Jesus, is gonna, they demanded, about it, the Bible said, they demanded. And when he was demanding the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God coming not with observation. That means you are not going to be able to see the kingdom of God when he come. Neither shall they say, Lo, he is Christ, but he doesn't say, the, lo, he is Christ here. He said, behold, he's there. Behold the kingdom of God. Now, watch the difference in different, the different books. You read, the new, you read the King James. King James, if you read different books, the King James will tell you what the answer is. But you have to read before he show it to you. Now, that's what they mean by comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. He's not talking about comparing spiritual things by your book that's not the Bible. That you're not comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. To compare spiritual things with spiritual things, he's talking about comparing Matthew with Mark, Matthew with Luke, and Luke with John, okay? That kind of thing. Now, here we go. In verse, the kingdom of God come with not observation, verse 20. Verse 21, neither shall they say, lo here, or look at here, or look at there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, or the kingdom of God is among you. So he told you what the kingdom of God was, because the kingdom of God was in Christ. The kingdom of God is among you. Now, if you read this same chapter, same thing in Matthew 24, 
Let's go to Matthew 24 and 23. We're going to read the exact same thing. Comparing spiritual thing with spiritual thing. Matthew 24:23. He's not going to say the kingdom of God. But he's going to tell you who the kingdom of God is. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 23. Here it is. Then if any man said to you, lo, he is Christ. Wait a minute. Luke just told us he is the kingdom. So what do that tell you? Christ is the kingdom. So are you waiting for the kingdom? Then if any man shall say to you, lo, he is Christ, or there believe it not. There shall arise false prophets, false Christ, and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it was possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Well, who is the very elect? Let, let me see. Let me see, and I'll find it. Isaiah 45. Let's see who the very elect is. There it is. Isaiah 40, 45, verse 4. See, you before the cross, who was God very elect? What not of the body of Christ? You in the, you in the old covenant. Isaiah 45 and verse 4 says, Jacob, my servant's sake, Israel, my elect. I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. Israel was God's elect. So he says he will shorten the days for his elect's sake. Not talking about us. All right. Now, with that all in mind, I want to be able to pick up on some things that I talked about this morning. Let's go back to Matthew 6.33. One verse, Matthew 6, 33. I think one of the greatest things that I have learned in the Word of God is that people do not understand God's righteousness. People do not understand God's righteousness. Now, that's what happened with Israel. That's, you may say, well, man, I understand God's righteousness. Well, Israel thought they did too. There are so many people not saved because they do not understand God's righteousness. I'm here to give you understanding. It took me a lot of years. Like I said, I've been ministering 40 plus years now. And you have to study the word because the Bible talks about three different righteousness in the Bible. Now let's look at it. Let's look at Matthew 6.33 again and watch what he says. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not yours. Not the righteousness of the law. Not the righteousness of faith. His righteousness. And then all these things shall be added unto you. Now, have you received God's righteousness? See, this is why you need somebody to teach you, like myself, but then the Holy Spirit take what I'm teaching you and reveal it to you. If you just listen, let him do it. Now, let's go back to Romans 9 and we're going to look at Romans 9, Romans 10. And we're going to show you three different righteousness. We're going to show you Romans 9, and let's go to verse number 30. Now, we used to believe that we are saved by our confession of faith. And there are millions of people today believe they're saved by their confession of faith. And I'm going to show you in the Word, that's wrong. But don't take my word for it. Let me show you the Scripture. You talk to the Lord, let the Holy Ghost show you. He showed me. Romans chapter number 9, and let's look at verse number 30. Romans 9, 30. Here we go. What shall we say then, Paul says, that the Gentiles was followed not after righteousness, 
have attained to righteousness. The Gentiles. The Gentiles. Even the righteousness which is of faith. The Gentiles had attained to righteousness, but the righteousness they had attained to was the righteousness which is of faith. Now, let's look at verse 31. Romans chapter 9, verse 31. But Israel was followed after the law of righteousness. Can you see two righteousness? There's a righteousness which is of faith. Then there is the law of righteousness in verse 31. Israel was followed after the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness. Well, what was the law of righteousness? It was the righteousness that Moses gave them because it was what they did. They ate the bread off the table to become righteous. They drank the wine off the table to become righteous. They water baptized to become righteous. They washed their feet to become righteous. They had circumcision to become righteous. They had animal sacrifice to become righteous. All that was the law of righteousness. And God said they have not attained to the law of righteousness. Then he's going to go into Romans chapter, I mean Romans chapter 10, verse 1, shall we? Romans 10 and 1. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God to Israel is that they might be saved. They still wasn't saved. Here's why. I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. See, they rejected the knowledge. They had not been taught. They would not let nobody tell them nothing. That's what Paul is saying. I came to give them the knowledge of the world, and they rejected it. And watch what it says in verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Let's look at the three righteousness. We just saw, showed you Romans 9.30, the righteousness which is of faith. We just showed you that in Romans 9.30, the righteousness which is of faith. Then we showed you in Romans 9.31, the law of righteousness. There's two righteousness. Now we're showing you God's righteousness. Don't drop your cup. Then he's going to show you in verse number three the righteousness of God. Do you see it? He says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, being going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these other things shall be added. Most people have not found God's righteousness. They think they already got it. I thought so too for so long. Then in verse 4, Christ is the end of the law. Stop right there. If Christ is the end of the law, what is he talking about? Christ is the end of the bread on the table, the wine on the table. That's the law. You don't need that when you get Christ. Christ is the end of water baptism because that's the law. Christ is the end of circumcision. Christ is the end of foot washing. Christ is the end of all these things, animal sacrifice. You don't need that no more. You have Christ. Christ fulfilled all that. Romans 10 and 4. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. To how many people, Lord? Everyone. Everyone picks up everybody, Jews and Gentiles. Everyone that believeth. Then we're going to go to verse 5. Let's keep going. Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that they which doeth these things shall live by them. Here's the righteousness again. But the righteousness which is of faith, this is where we were. The righteous which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven that is to bring Christ down from above? What shall, or who shall descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ again from the dead? But what says it? 
The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith. That's what we were, which we preach. It was the word of faith. Here's the word of faith. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, you got to confess Jesus Lord. That's the gospel of the kingdom. You're not believing in his cross. You're not believing in his death, being and resurrection. You're confessing who he is. That is the, the gospel of the kingdom. Hold your finger right there. Hold your finger. Let me show it to you. We'll come right back to Romans 10 and 9. So you guys back there need to write that down. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, because that's what we're coming back to. All right, let's show you what they believe. Let's go to show you two, two places. The Gospel of John, chapter 20. We're going to show it to you in John. We're going to show it to you in 1 John. That is the, what you're teaching is the gospel of the kingdom, that Jesus is Lord. That's what Peter visioned. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. John chapter 20 and verse 30, 31. I'm showing you that's the same thing. Israel was saved by believing that Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. They were commanded. That's their commandment. Watch this. John chapter 20 and verse 30. Many of the signs truly that Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in his book, but these are written. Don't drop the cup. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. There it is. John wrote so you can believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. John wrote that you will believe who Christ is. Not what he done. He hadn't died yet. He's the Son of God. And that believing, you might have life. Come on, Christ hadn't died yet. And that believing, you might have life. How do they have life? Through his name. You weren't saved through his name. You were saved through his blood, through the cross. Let me show you another one. Let's go to 1 John. Hope you write these down. Look, look at 1 John. See, that's, this is thing, man. I tell you, you come down your salvation. No, you can't miss it. You can't oops on this and miss it. 1 John chapter number 3 and we want to go to verse number 23. 1 John 3, 23 and 24. Two verses. 1 John 3, 23. Watch this. 1 John. Remember, John wrote to the Jew, not to the Gentile. This is his commandment. Now, when I go back to Romans 10, this is what he's preaching to the Jewish believer. This is his commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son of God, believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. That's not how you were saved. You're not saved by believing on His name and love one another. That's the Jewish believer. They had to believe on the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. You know He didn't give you no commandment to believe on His name. Look at verse 24. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. Hereby know we the abide in us because of the Spirit which he has given us. That's what they had believed. They had to believe that Jesus is Christ. Why did they do that? Go back to Matthew 16. That's Peter's vision. Matthew chapter 16. See, you're believing Peter's vision. Then we go back to Romans 10 and 9 after this. Matthew 16, 13. Matthew chapter 16. See, when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then he says, and his righteousness. Not the righteousness by faith, not the law of righteousness, but his righteousness. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you when we leave here. After we finish Romans 10, I'm going to show it to you. Here we go. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say I, the Son of Man, am? 
Who am I? They said, well, some say thou John the Baptist. Some say Elias. Some say Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom say ye that I am? And Jesus answered, and Simon Peter answered and says, you the Christ. You are the son of the living God. He told him who he was. Why is that so important? Because the Bible said no man know that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Make sure you find me in that scripture. I think the first Corinthians uh, chapter number 12 and verse 5, I think it is, but somewhere in there. Watch, watch this. Thou the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to them, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which should have. My Father has revealed to you who I am. That's how they were saved. Because they came to the knowledge of who Jesus is. All right? Then he said, I say to you that thou art Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was not talking about Peter. He talking about the revelation that he gave Peter. All right. Now, let's go back to, to the book of Romans. But we're going to go back to Romans chapter 5 first. I'm going to show you the third righteousness. I showed it to you in this first tape this morning. But let's go back and show you the third righteousness again. Romans chapter 5. Let's look at the third righteousness. We're going to start with verse 15. Romans chapter 5. Now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read this, if, the, if I can get you to do this for me back there, out of the NLT. Romans chapter number 5 and verse 15. We're going to start right there out of the NLT. Romans, 5, Romans 10, I'm sorry, Romans 5, 15. That's what we're going to do. We're reading it out the NLT. Thank you so very much. Romans 5 and verse number 15. Here we go. But there's a different, a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. Now remember, his gift is a gift of righteousness. I gave you the righteousness through faith, I mean by faith, which you got to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Then I gave you the law of righteousness. Here's number three. But there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to, to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness. Now, the gift of righteousness and the gift of forgiveness is the same word. Because when you receive the gift of forgiveness, you have been made right with God. He has forgiven you. You've been made righteous. Yeah, you have been forgiven. It's the same gift. This word is interchangeable. All right? The gift of forgiveness to, to many through the other man, Jesus Christ. Here it is. The result of God's gracious gift, talking about the gift of righteousness, the gift of forgiveness, is very different than the results of that one man's sin. Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. See, if you're still trying to get right with God through your confession of faith and when you're believing that God raised Jesus from there, you're still doing it wrong. That's not the gift of righteousness. That's righteousness by faith. That's why he said the just shall live by faith. Well, you was not the just, that was Israel. They live by faith. You get righteousness through faith. That's Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. Make sure you look at that verse. Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. We get righteousness through faith. The Jews got righteousness by faith. They had to do something. And I'm going to show you, like I want to show you this morning, that the word confession, confessing with your mouth is your works. And we're going to make sure we get that. I Got that in Jane this morning. I'm going to go back to it. Uh, thank you, Jane, 417 or something like that, but you, you read it. All right, but let's, let's, let's keep going. We are in the 
NLT, Romans chapter 5, and we are on verse 17. Romans 5, 17. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace, here it is, and his gift of righteousness. Gift of righteousness. See, Christ is God's righteousness. You don't have to confess this. You need to hear the gospel preach and believe this and receive this. The gift of righteousness for all who receive it, not, not confess it, all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Adam, one sin, bring condemnation for everyone, but Christ, one act, Christ, one act of righteousness. Christ, one act of righteousness. Not your confession. Christ, one act of righteousness, bring a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person obeyed God and many became sinners. And because the other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. So this one man make you righteous when you believe in him as the Christ, the Son of the living God. Believe in he died for your sins, not just who he is, that's Old Testament, but believe in he died for your sins. Uh, let, let me take you to that now. I'm going to go to James because we're going to come back to Romans. But let's go to James in the King James. I think it's at James 4, 17, I think. Confess faith without works. You didn't write it down? You remember that verse? Faith without works are dead. I told you it's probably James 4, 17, I think you said. James chapter 4. <clears throat> Not James chapter 4 then. It says faith. You gave it to me this morning. Faith without works. We well, said 2.14. Okay, we'll start at verse 14. That's force 217. Always write it down. Nothing, nothing wrong with writing things down. Pencil and paper. Let's James 214. Let's read that King James right on 217. Let me show it to you. What does it profit, my brothers, though a man say he has faith and has not works? Now when I go back to Romans 10, I'm going to show you the works. My God, my God. When I go back to Romans 10, I'm going to show you what? The works. And you're going to interchange that word works with the word confession. So let's, let's show you how that, this, this thing goes. When I go back to Romans 10, it's going to tell you if you will confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe your works. Your faith is your belief, but you have to confess it before it works. Let me show you where you are. You are under the law. Romans chapter 10, I'm sorry, I'm sorry James 2, forgive me. James 2 and verse 14. James 2, 14 says, faith without works is dead. That's where we headed. Now remember, he's talking about Romans 10, 9, and 10. Just receive the knowledge, let the Holy Ghost show you. What does it profit, my brothers, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, destitute of food, and one of you say, here we go, one of you say, depart in peace, be warm, be filled, notwithstanding you give. Not. You say, but you give not. You give not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? You say, but you don't give nothing. How are they going to profit the person? 
Then he's going to tell you in verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, it's dead being alone. Now, what you need to do this word works, you need to put the word confession. Put the word confession. See, that's what happened when the Holy Ghost teaches you. In verse 18, let's keep going. Verse 18, we are reading James 2.18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. What is, what is he getting at? He's trying to show you how faith works. Now go back to Romans 10 and verse 9. Let's, let's James show us. Because this word works is your confession. And when you use your confession, you have the right, you have righteousness. But what righteousness do you have? Not God's righteousness. Look at Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. King James, there you are. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth. See what James talking about, you got to have both of them. You just can't have faith without work. You can't have work without faith. This is what Paul is talking about. You can't have faith without confession. You can't have you can't say I believe something and then don't, don't confess it, don't work. Now, remember what I showed you in Romans chapter 10, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith, watch this, speaketh. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend to heaven that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend in the deep that is to bring Christ again from the dead? But what saith it? But what saith it? Now, what I want you to do is, I'm getting ready to read this, but I need you to do something. One more thing for me. Because this is what we, we was taught under this condition. And, and we was taught to go to Mark 11.23. Let's go to Mark 11.23. We're coming right back to Romans 10.8. This is what we were taught under the faith teaching. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Now, don't get me wrong. We were taught, but it was the gospel of the kingdom. So, at least I know the gospel of the kingdom from the gospel of Christ. Now, what I'm saying to you is the gospel of the kingdom is not your salvation gospel. The gospel of Christ is your salvation gospel. This is the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus taught. Remember, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Mark chapter number 11, start in verse number 20, if you would back up to verse 20. For me. Thank you, verse 20. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter, willing to call to remember, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou curse." is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto Peter, have faith in God, or have the faith of God. Verily I say to you, that whosoever shall say, this is the word of faith teaching, if you shall say to this mountain, this is the gospel of the kingdom teaching, I'm sorry, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in thy heart. Remember, you got to believe in your heart. You confess it with your mouth, but you got to also believe with your heart. You can't doubt in your heart. But shall believe that those things which he say, that's the gospel of the kingdom, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Now remember, remember, therefore I say to you, 
what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's the gospel of the kingdom. Let's go to Romans chapter number 10. And verse 8. Can't you see the two things in there? You're saying and believing. When you say to the fig tree, you tell the fig tree, see, you are, you are using saying and believing. That's the gospel of the kingdom. That is not our gospel. And people are still trying to use it. Still trying to use it. We can have what we say. That's the gospel of the kingdom. God didn't tell you that. God told Peter, James, and John, and the 12 disciples, if you ask anything in my name, I do it. He didn't tell you that. He told them to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things shall be added. And when you're preaching the righteousness which is of faith, speaking, you haven't even found God's righteousness yet. Let's keep going. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. Oh, this is so good. I'm giving you the knowledge. Holy Ghost will give you the understanding. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, in thy mouth, and in thy heart. If you say to this fig tree, be thy move, be thy cast into the sea, shall not doubt in thy heart. But believe those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have what you say. That's the gospel of the kingdom. What does it say? Thy word is in thy heart, in thy mouth, the word of faith which we preach. That's the word of faith teaching. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart, see the confession and believing, in thy heart, God has raised Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. Then say you were saved. With the heart, man, believe on the righteousness. See the word believe. And then with the mouth, confession is made of salvation. Two things they're doing. Confessing and believing. Then they're going to tell you where you got it from. Romans Roman 10 11. The scripture says, The scripture says, here it is. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. The scripture says. There are no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Remember, they're calling on him for salvation. He's not calling them. The New Testament, how are you saved? God called you. I got a teaching in our podcast showing you you're saved because God called you. Here we go. Verse 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're not saved by calling on Jesus. Not talking about eternal life. Then in verse 14, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful the feet of, of them that watch this. Preach the gospel of peace. Now, what I need you to do, I need you to do two things. I need you to go to Romans 14, 17. We're going to come right back here. Write that down. Romans 10, 15. But while you're there, you're going to go to Romans 14, 17 because he's going to tell you what the kingdom is. God gave us the word to tell us what the kingdom is. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. So what is the kingdom? Number one, righteousness. The kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things shall be added. Well, if you are still believing that you can speak, confess the word and believe in your heart and be saved, you haven't found God's righteousness. You, you made the same mistake Israel made. 
You found the righteousness which is of faith. You have not found the gift of righteousness. Romans 5, 17, receive the gift of righteousness. Watch what it says. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God, not meat and drink, but righteousness. Number two, peace. Number three, joy in the Holy Ghost. We will be dealing with them in the future. So if you found the kingdom, that's what you got. You got God's righteousness. You got God's peace. You got God's joy. None of those are yours. They are all his. They just work in us. Romans chapter 10, let's go back, verse 15. Romans chapter 10, verse 15. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach. Watch this. The gospel of peace. Well, the gospel of peace is show not the gospel of Christ. I'll show you that next week. But they have not all, all obeyed the gospel. For Elijah says, Isaiah said, I'm sorry, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have not Israel heard? See, everything he's talking about to Israel, this is not talking to the body of Christ. But I say, have not Israel heard? Yeah, verily, the sound went out unto all the earth. Wait a minute. Remember I told you that God did not commission you to go into all the world? Israel went into all the world. The 12 disciples, the 70, and Paul, they went out into all the world. But the world was Israel. We started that off this morning when I gave you Matthew 10, 23. You would not have gone over the cities of Israel until the Son of Man become. Here, what I said to you, have they not all heard? Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth. Their word earth, that is the promised land. And their words unto the ends of the world. End of age. End of Israel. They went to all of them. But I say, did not Israel know? See, it's not like they didn't know. Those people came and told them. I gave you this morning, Mark 16, 15. They went forth. I gave you Matthew 24, 14. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world for a witness, and then shall the end come. We'll pick it up right there next week. My time is up. I thank you for yours. We're going to go show you God's word in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 told you how to be saved. This is not a game. When the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things should be added unto you. You've got to make sure you got God's righteousness. You're not saved by your own righteousness. You're not saved by the righteousness of the law. You're saved by God's righteousness. Christ is God's righteousness. Righteousness is a free gift. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. That's why Paul is saying, listen, we're not talking about what Peter, James, and John preach to you. I preach to you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain, I preach to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. How do you do it? He died on the cross. According to the scripture. He was seen of me as one born out of due time. Where's your faith? In your confession? Or you have your faith in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection? That's the true salvation. This is the tree of life. Eat of the tree of life and live forever. My time is up. I thank you for yours and the door of faith been open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 
If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.